Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati-Ratna and we've got a treat for you today. Uh, I have talked my wife into sitting across from me here in our dining room table well card table slash dining room table because our <laughs> our <coughs> dining room table is now in our living room for doing puzzles so anyways that's another story but uh, uh, we're gonna just talk a little bit uh, she's uh, often my uh, source of wisdom and so she's the spiritual one of the family so it's good to uh, have her with today and we're going to try this see how many 14 recordings we're going to take to in order to get this right but that's the beauty of doing it together here so uh, jen welcome to the show thank you kevin (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be interesting because we could we could talk for hours and then people would make no sense most of the time and then people will uh, turn off in the first 14 hours but you want to hang through (laughs) to the end because we have an important announcement slash opportunity for somebody listening today uh and so you want to hang through to the end uh now we're just going to try and warm her up because she's think- she's very nervous she's thinking this was not such a good idea but uh, that's okay uh, we we want to ask start with an easy one softball question actually i've told her all the questions ahead of time so she's just is right what is your favorite restaurant in the town you live in i'm actually glad you had told me that beforehand because i would have taken a long time to answer actually el loro is my favorite because of the family and because we go there a lot as a family and it has the best queso in town Woo. That is not helping me you're supposed to give me ideas for when i take you out someplace so that's fine el loro's great. okay that's fine that's gonna work all right uh trying to uh, uh, get a little deeper here we'll go with uh, uh, what's the best advice you ever received from someone else excluding your husband Uh. (laughs) I think that's the hardest part because you've given me a lot of advice Uh, Um, you know it's not really from one person it's from the bible and it's even a fool is thought wise if they keep their mouth shut and so I often people I'm pretty sarcastic so if I can keep my mouth shut, I look a lot smarter. Which is going to be a problem for the podcast. Yeah, it might be a problem for this one, yeah. I'll try. Then we're going to mime the rest of this. Right. <laughs> see, no one can see my facial expression and the that's eye right. rolls, right? That's right. The eye rolls are... That's what our daughter does for us. Uh, so, uh, what we really wanted to get into, because uh, I think it'll be an encouragement to people and the idea of... Uh, building their faith and encouraging their faith is a story uh well that both of us went through and so i don't know how emotional we'll get or i'll get i'll just sit here and cry you'll just cry it's okay and then um but uh it starts early in our marriage and uh, maybe you can set the stage for so we got married very young at the age of 20 barely 20 for me um and went straight into ministry And expected life to be like everybody else. Um, And I got really sick at the beginning of our marriage. I got um, fibromyalgia and kind of just stopped living. It was kind of a strange time in our marriage as I was um, 
not as capable as I am today. I don't know. Um, and, and during that time, all of my friends got married around the same time we did, and they all started having babies, like rabbits. It was crazy. Um, like rabbits. I just, I just got an eye roll from Kev. Great. Um, and I was going to the doctor on a very regular basis because I was very sick, and my doctor told me at that time, um, you will not have children. There is your body just, um, it doesn't work. And so I kind of plunged into despair, I think, more than um, maybe Kevin. I think Kevin plunged in a different way than I did. And during that time, um, we closed a church and started at a new church. And I decided to start putting on baby showers. And it was really tough. I cried a lot, but at home not during the baby showers, because we decided to rejoice with those who rejoiced. And uh, yes, that was that was an interesting season there when you, uh, I often talk about us, uh, when you come home from the baby showers, those were uh, fun conversations, but not really, but uh, right. it's uh, uh, the reality of uh, what it was. And then uh, at some point, in, and I actually don't remember the time the line exactly on that, but uh, some point in that process, you had a dream. Can you? I did. So up till then, I was having dreams that the Lord would give me about all of my friends having babies. So my best friend was the first dream I had, and God showed me her pregnant. And the next day, she was she came and told me I was pregnant, which at that season did not seem very fun. It was really frustrating because I would see everybody get pregnant in my dreams, and then they'd come and say, hey, guess what, Jenny? And I'd be like, yay, I saw that before. That's great. And one night I had a dream that I was standing in front of the Liberty Bell and I was pregnant. See, now I'm crying already. Um, and I was like, well, Lord, there's my dream. And I think I shared it with Kevin, but I don't I didn't share it with anybody else because, you know, you're, you're not able to have babies. You're not going to go out saying, hey, guys, guys, guess what? I had a dream I was pregnant. Um, you didn't want to announce that because you kind of seem a little crazy. So I kept it to myself. And the context for that is uh, it made it more interesting because we were on our way to uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and the trip was uh, it was planned. And I remember I was uh, a little nervous about the whole uh, trip as a result of that. Right, right. We actually planned it as a family. Uh, my mom came to me about two weeks after the dream and said, I'm thinking we should go to Philadelphia this year as a family. And I went, yes, we should, because I had the dream. Yeah, we should go, definitely. I'm all on board. Like, where else would we go? So I was excited. Yeah. Kevin, not so much. You know, I, well, and that's uh, part of what I thought I think is important about this. It's the, the journey of faith, you know, even as you're going through as a couple, there's the ups and downs, and one person's strong, one person's not, and it's right. kind of a, a joint journey. Uh, uh, you were strong at that point, because uh, I... Uh, so talk, talk about actually at when we actually got to the Liberty Bell. Then. Right. That day we were in Philadelphia and my mom's like, because my mom and my brother and sister and Kevin and I um, used to take these huge long trips that took two to three weeks. And we finally got to Philadelphia. And that morning we were in kind of like a, 
apartment. Now you'd call them an Airbnb kind of place. I don't know if you remember that, but uh. it doesn't matter because I remember very vividly. And um, my sister and I had gone to the store the night before and I bought a ton of pregnancy tests. I bought like three of them. And I took them all morning long and every one of them came up negative. And I'm like, but we're going to the Liberty Bell. So um, I have to be pregnant. That's what my dream said. And I knew I wasn't because three pregnancy tests had said I was not pregnant. So got in the car with my family and we headed down to Philadelphia and down to that area. And I remember standing in line in the Liberty Bell going, okay, Lord, this is, this is what you've told me. And you've told me we're going to have a child. And I'm standing here knowing that these tests have told me not. And I remember Kevin was like, why don't we just skip the picture? We'll just go say hi to the Liberty Bell and we'll keep on moving. We don't need to stand there. And I don't exactly remember what I said, but I said, I'm standing in front of this Liberty Bell by myself. I don't take pictures by myself. I don't like to be in pictures. That's not my thing. I like to be behind the camera. So for me to stand in front and take a picture with a Liberty Bell was a test of myself more than anything so I took us took a picture in front of the Liberty Bell and we went on with our day I remember I had a coca-cola that day (laughs) because I knew I wasn't pregnant and I was like I'm drinking all the caffeine I can and we went on top of a bus and I got rained on and I was cold and shivering I thought well could do this if I was pregnant so kind of enjoyed the rest of my day it was a fun day I remember uh, I remember uh, uh, the nervousness of that all because uh, Jen's like, I'm taking my picture. And I'm like, okay, you're taking your picture. I'm moving along here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Which is quite often a relationship. Well, right? I don't know about that. But, <laughs> uh, we, uh, and then uh, maybe backing up uh, just from to throwing my Part of the part of my story there, we had just started Christ Connection Ministry at right. that point. Uh, well, maybe like a year in, and the first official board meeting uh, that we had uh, was probably that February, uh, March area. And the uh, one of us asked for uh, prayer for us to have a family. Uh, and I, I remember the, 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 all, the whole board gathered around and laid hands on us. And, uh, and then we were leaving that day to, to go on a speaking engagement, the two of us. Uh, which, anyways, uh, well, uh, that. Uh, so then uh, you take your picture of the Liberty Bell. Uh, we go on with the vacation. We come home. Um, I work, at that time, I was working in the summers at the school I currently work at. And um, I got really sick when we got home. I had gotten better um, in that last year of Christ Connection when we had first started. And I got really sick. And Kevin and I started getting really scared because we were like, am I going back down the road of fibromyalgia? Are we like, you know, it, it, it was getting really gross. And for some reason, I thought, maybe I should just take a pregnancy test. I don't even know that there was, like, 
any reason or rhyme. I was just like, it's got to be something other than life is falling apart. And so we took a pregnancy test and there were two lines and um, Kevin said, you should take another one. (laughs) And so I took another one and there were two lines and I remember that neither of us believed it was happening because Kevin was like, okay, so let's go see the doctor and make sure these things really work. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's go see if these really work. And we went into the doctor. I don't even know that it was two days later. It was almost right away. And we went into the doctor and they said, okay, sweetie, Kevin had stepped out of the room at the time. And they're like, we're going to examine you. It's really early, so we're not going to hear a heartbeat, just so you know that. And they went, and the heartbeat was very strong. And they said, how long, how far along are you? And I said, I, a day? I don't know. What do I know about pregnancy? Not much, to be honest with you. Um, and so we went back, and they did an ultrasound and found out that I was actually pregnant, about three weeks pregnant at the Liberty Bell. Um was it three 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 or four weeks yeah, pregnant at the Liberty time. Bell? Something like that. I mean, it's been a while. It's it's been a while. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we told yeah. our well, families. We had been married for ten years at that point. Right. We had been married for ten years, so it was just the three of us. Well, the dog. I'm counting the dog. Um, so it'd just been the two of us for a really long time. So then all the fear comes in of like, is this real? Is this you know? What do we do now? Um, and luckily, I was pretty far along. I was about three months along by then. Um, so I uh, had a really great pregnancy. It was really fun. Uh, and the, so then uh, I've mentioned before, so this is not a surprise. We do have a child. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Samantha Rose came around uh, in December. Now she's 12 uh, mm-hmm. at that point. But uh, I think the story is important because... Uh, it talks about faith in the midst because God had promised you uh, to have a child uh, away, even before the, the dream he'd been, right. you know, right. he'd been putting that apart uh, and and for uh, those who are listening you're thinking about the promises that God has given you that haven't happened yet and there's those seasons uh, where well, part of the reason God gives us promises to is to hold something to hold yeah. on to when we're when they're not happening. Uh, so, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's in that that window uh, of time? I think it's really important to um, write down what God says. First of all, I know everybody says that, but it's really important because so often you can get to the point that you don't believe it yourself anymore and that you start um, not believing in God. It can, it's a real struggle when you're going through a test. I don't know if they're tests, but they're life. And you're in that valley and everybody else is having babies or everybody else is getting promotions. Um, everybody else's the dream is happening for them. And you're like, I am not living the dream right now. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know how I've gotten here. Um, It's important to remember that God has promised and yet he is the one that provides. And that was the way I made it through. I knew that God was in control. I knew that 
the doctors weren't in control. I knew that I wasn't in control. I knew Kevin wasn't in control. I knew that God was in control. And the other thing that really got me through it was finding others that were like me. I found other women that were struggling in the same area. Um, and really we found each other and I started praying for other people. And I think that's really important. I think that when you are struggling with something, to find other people to pray for. My last um, surgery, I just went through one of my friends on Facebook that I knew in elementary school. She's amazing. She was like, I'm struggling right now, and the only way I'm getting through is by praying for someone else. And sometimes when you're in that valley, finding someone else in that valley that you can pray for really refocuses you. And for me, that's been a huge part of my life is um, even right now, Sam will yell out, hey, it's one, two, three, four, time to pray for Lance and Marsha. And that is when it hits one, two, three, four on the clock, I pray for different people. Um, and there are lots of people that I pray for on a daily basis because God brings them to my mind. So when I'm in a dark place, that's one of the things I do. I read his promises in the Bible. I read his promises that he has given me and I pray for others. You can pray for yourself, and I think that's really important, but it's also really important to keep that focus that other people are struggling too um, and standing with them in their faith gap. Just a, a, just a draw uh, from that. I think uh, two things I, uh, from that. I, I like uh, the promises of God uh, going back to what he's, he's said uh, to us and writing that down and making that kind of that, that marker point. Uh, and in praying for others, uh, you, uh, Susie Larson, when she was on the show, in a uh, uh, similar uh, vein there, talking about uh, make the devil pay for uh, being yeah. a pain to you. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with your marriage, go uh, pray for other people with marriages, or you're struggling with uh, uh, finances, pray for other people with finance. Uh, like, like you're saying, there's that that building uh it kind of takes it to the enemy at that <laughs> that that juncture absolutely uh, uh, what uh, uh during that uh, that just going one more with that that season of uh, of time uh if if someone is is in that season and trying to find someone else, because you said find other people, any uh, did any recommendations on uh, how to find them, or just uh, just keep your eyes open? And you really need to be vulnerable, and that's the hardest part because you're already in pain and you're already feeling um, rejected because of whatever situation you're going through. Um, I felt very alone because all of my friends were having babies. Um, and I had a really hard time finding people. But when I was vulnerable enough to speak with people about what I was going through, they would say, hey, do you know that so-and-so is also dealing with the same thing? And then I'd be like, no, I didn't. They're my new friend. All right. Um, and they would also become someone I would pray for. Normally, I'd pray for them before I met with them because I wanted to um, really cement relationships in prayer. And that was really important to me. So really, I think trying to find people that are going through the same circumstances, it's about being vulnerable and about being prayerful about it also. 
you don't want to just step out and be like, hey, you know, like now you can join all these groups on Facebook and, you know, they ha- they didn't have that back then. You know, it's been a while. Um, they didn't have Facebook back then. It was MySpace. <laughs> no, maybe right. not. I don't okay. know. <laughs> it's been a while. Wow, we are now aging ourselves. Okay. Um, but really, I think it's a face-to-face thing. And it's about prayerfully moving forward. See, you all now know where I get my wisdom from. See, I just uh, all the ministry decisions, life decisions. I just asked my wife, uh, but she uh, did say about friend. And so, since I I have her on the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna share how we met. Uh, uh, (laughs) Because why not? Because we were at a camp uh, and. She walks up to me and says, "Hi, my name is Jenny, and I'd like to be your friend." That was, that was how we met. That, that was, is how we met. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so don't be afraid. You never know that <laughs> that moment where you can. It go really through. is a theme in my life, though. I really is. It's a theme. Well, I'm grateful that you did, because you know, you no, know, 22 years later, you're stuck with me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, shifting gears here to a couple other. Other ones, and then we gotta uh, get to our uh, announcement here that we uh, are looking at. Uh, slash, not we're, that we're pregnant again. That's no, I want to be very, not very clear. <laughs> Before we even get there, if you're listening for that, that's not what this is. I thought about that one we even before we started. We should be careful that that's right. not. But anyways, so. Unless, unless you had another dream that you'd like to share not, no. via we're, the podcast right here. This no, is the, we're okay. good. All right. Uh, so uh, what, uh, what has God uh, been teaching you recently uh, that's messing with your world? I am a person that likes to move. I like to continually do things. I like to always be super busy. Busyness is almost a sickness in my life, maybe. I don't know. That's what he's teaching me. Um, and he's... Oops, sorry, Casp. Um, Sorry about the dog. Okay. <laughs> Nothing I can do. All right. So he's really teaching me to be still and know that he is God. And I don't need to be the one pushing things forward. He is the one in charge. And that's a hard thing for me to learn. I am a, like, here's the next step. Let's move on. Let's push the goal. Kevin and I are both, um, we don't like to stand still. We like to always be moving forward towards a goal. And right now he's really stretching me to say, I need you to be still before I give you your next step. And that has been an extreme challenge on a daily, hourly, maybe even minute by minute basis to have to take deep breaths and go, okay, God, you're in charge of this. And, um, I'm trying to be still and listen to you. So listening and trying to find where he wants me to go in this season. Uh, that's good because that means we're both in the same season. Cause <laughs> I, I was thinking as you are saying that, I'm like, and he, said, he says, my, my word for the year is trust, yours stillness. This is really good. Yeah. So when you see us just sitting on the couch, it's a godly thing. Yeah, we're trying not to do anything. That's... <laughs> That's the puzzle table in oh, the living room. Oh, that's why there's. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a spiritual metaphor for us. Right. right. <laughs> People are not going to listen to this, are they? No, they're, <laughs> they're going to move along. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, so, uh, 
here's kind of setting up where where we're going uh, with this. Uh, for a while now, you have been uh, doing ministry uh, with kids uh, at our home church. Uh, how long has it been now? Um, I believe I'm, it was five, five or six years so, that I did um, Wednesday night girls. And uh, I, most recently, uh, third to third fifth. to fifth grade. So I have quite a few girls, third to fifth grade, and seventy-five. Well, there's there's a lot of them. Um, they don't come every week, but they do come almost every other week. And that was another walk into a room and think I'm doing one thing and God has a different plan for me. Because um, I went into a room because I thought all parents were supposed to go to a meeting. And they said, okay, Jen, which class are you taking? And I was like, uh, I'm here as a parent. And they said, no, you're not. You're here as a teacher. What are you going to teach? And I remember going, I, I, I don't, I have one kid. Do you know uh, what? Um, and God put me in a classroom, and I realized that my dream of having lots of children was answered. Every single week, I got to be with girls and pour love into them and show them that Jesus loves them and that um, God has a big, bigger plan for them than what's going on right now. Because little kids... Um, don't have a lot of people speaking into their lives on a one-to-one -one basis saying, hey, you know what? Right now is not the only circumstance in your life. There's bigger plans. God's got bigger things going on. Um, the hurt and pain that kids are going through nowadays that I know went through when we were kids, it's just elevated to a new level. And what a blessing to be able to be with those girls and hear their heart and watch them fall in love with Jesus in a deeper way every week it was really, really fun. I loved it. Uh, it was amazing to me because kids' ministry is not my thing, but uh, well, I just, uh, terrifying to me. I'd, I'd rather, it's terrifying to me, too. It's a rather do a podcast where anyone can listen and then be in front of this. 75 girls in my third through fifth grade. Uh, but what was amazing is bo uh, you had uh, both pouring into the individual, but to be able to stand up <laughs> in front of 70 or whatever, 50, 75, or whatever was there that week uh, uh, and lead them uh, is not. Uh, and they really loved you uh, as, a, as a testament to uh, who you are, and now I knew that already. I, I knew it was, it was amazing. Uh, but it yeah, was, I like to be a goofball. That's uh, really fun for me. Uh, so, uh, what, what? Maybe one of the things that is there anything that surprised you because uh, you didn't plan on doing it, but what, anything that surprised you about ministering to third or fifth graders? Um, I think the thing that surprised me is how open they were to more spiritual things because I think a lot of times um, I was raised where you treat kids like kids and you goof around and you juggle and you you know you're a clown or you do puppets you know I know those are a little old school now but I don't have any of those talents I am a woman who you know has raised one kid and we have a lot of fun um, and I love Jesus and I just started sharing that with them and I think that's the most interesting part to me is that they loved it they thought that was they didn't need me to be a juggler or an entertainer um 
I just shared my stories and what God was doing in my life and the Bible. And they absolutely loved that. And I thought that was the, the best part was you didn't need to get up and make something more entertaining. You could just say, this is what's happening. This is what the Bible says. This is the Holy Spirit. We did an end times um, unit, and that scared me the most, to be completely honest, because I thought, I am not an end times girl. I don't know pre-trib, post-trib. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. That is not my gifting. I don't study that a lot. Um, But to hear their heart and their questions and to be able to teach that to third graders in an appropriate way that still met the fifth graders' needs was really amazing. And it was fun that we didn't need to do anything kitschy or, you know, do any dramas or watch any videos. We just talked about the Bible and what the Bible says about end times. And I really think it was a life-changing for me, maybe more than them, um, on that end times unit. And that you can teach them the deep things, the Holy Spirit, and you can teach them the things that we maybe think are simple, like the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, um, and teach them those things by showing them. And this year, maybe it wasn't, was it this year? I don't know. We did a um, fruit of the Spirit and just talked about what fruit of the Spirit you see in other people and your classmates and teaching them how to kind of find those things was really interesting when they started putting stickers on, because we did them on plates, stickers of like what fruit of the spirit we were, and they started putting joy on my plate, and then they started putting patience on my plate, and I thought, okay, these girls don't know me, and then I realized, no, they do know, they know the Holy Spirit in me, and the Holy Spirit gives me joy, and the Holy Spirit gives me patience, because that's not my gifting, that's the Holy Spirit's gifting, and to be able to teach that to them, that, because the girls were all like, I'm not, I'm not patient. I'm not kind. Well, the Holy Spirit has made you those things. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit's bringing in your life. And to kind of teach them that at a new level was really fun to see their little eyes go, oh, so that's what that means. Is that maybe you're not necessarily a happy, I am a half glass, empty, and it's leaking kind of person. That is my tendency. And so my joy comes from the Holy Spirit. And to teach them that, um, something simple, was um, amazing to me. Well, since you're my wife, I can get on my own soapbox here for a second because other guests, you know, maybe can't. But no, I I think there's something. uh, When I went to that uh, thing in Germany, couple of years ago now wasn't it yeah uh, about two years uh, one of the things there was a, a gathering of leaders from around the uh, world and there were uh, 120 of us from different countries and they're talking about what god is doing around the world and one of the i uh, think my big takeaways was they were talking about how uh, kids are are taking to the life of prayer are taking to the things of god and uh, Kind of the challenge was they're saying the Western world was uh, lagging behind in that, uh, and this uh, again this is my own little soapbox for a second. But uh, I, you know, one of the things with this ministry is we're, we're looking to reach, uh, disciple multiple generations down of uh, what God has, the heroes that God's raising up, and 
uh, some of you listening, that includes people in your own home that are third through fifth grade or younger, yet that God's already beginning to uh, spark something in them. Uh, uh, one of the way long ago, previous episodes, someone was saying, you need to start looking and maybe there's people to call the ministry in, in your own house and uh, start tapping them on the shoulder and saying, I see that, uh, see that in you. Um, so we, uh, we're coming to the point where we want to talk about our, uh, she's looking at the clock. She, she, she wants to make sure I'm keeping this on time. Uh, uh, she's super. We all have roles. We uh, all have roles. Super, supervising me here, I guess. Uh, this is my show. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, if uh, you're feeling like you're getting gypped out of your time, you're like, I'm I want You can come back for another episode. We okay. live together here. Let's we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Right. But uh, God's been stirring something new in your heart. Uh, uh, kind of, well, not new. Uh, it's been uh, bubbling here for decades. Uh, God called you to missionary to, uh, to crocodiles when you were a kid. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Um, so, uh, but uh, t- kind of a... We're taking baby steps with a new chapter. How's that sound? Uh, I'm getting trying to make sure I get the, the nod of approval. Right. There. Yes. Okay. You're getting the nod. You're getting the nod. Uh, that uh, there's been in your heart for a long, and we'll talk about that uh, kind of where it came from in a second. But I'll just give the uh, the punchline here uh, that uh, God has been putting on your heart for a long time to do some speaking uh, outside of. Uh, our local church setting uh, that's been there for years now and so we thought now is the season to take some first steps in that direction and uh, we're looking at the past so here's the kind of the opportunity uh, to you listening or uh, you may know someone if uh, that uh, Jenny will do some uh, well we're opening up five maybe like five three to five times uh, in the next year that uh, she could uh, be available to speak uh, someplace around the country uh, and so maybe uh, you can share your heart of uh, maybe why and what you want to talk about and things like that you know I think that um, people that speak are um pretty amazing people because it's something that I have wanted to do for like Kevin said decades probably since I was a kid um, and I'm not a standard person where when it comes to speakers because I'm um, a little bit more of a faith girl than I am a get up and inspire I don't know does that make sense um I forgot your question. <laughs> I just got through and I'm like, I have no idea what he asked me. Wait, wait, wait. It was one of those. Your, your heart for speaking. My heart for speaking. <laughs> the whole, speaking. whole point of this I, little podcast. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, okay. Any wife out there maybe understood that moment right there. My heart for speaking is that I think that sometimes we make things more complicated than they are. And Kevin speaks a lot on prayer and um, I think there are other things in life that we've just made so difficult for ourselves Um, learning how to study the Bible is something that 
third through fifth graders can do and they can learn and they can, um, but we get intimidated as adults and we've made it into this have to and this thing that you need to do it with this kind of study and make sure that you've got the video series that goes along with the book and write the right answers and um, we just, we've kind of just bog things down and um, I think that the refreshing part of some of the speakers that are coming out now is that they are like, it is about loving Jesus. It is about our relationship with Jesus. And um, I believe that God's given me a unique gift at looking at the world and looking at relationships with Jesus that the third through fifth graders have brought out in me. And I'm excited to share that with other people. I'm excited to share that you can take a walk with God that is not the way your grandmother did it, not the way that you see other people doing it, that you can uniquely impact the kingdom of God because of the way God made you. And that's been a hard road for me to understand because I don't fit into a cookie-cutter mold of a pastor's wife, um, for any of those that know me. But I really believe that God has got a calling on each one of our lives to have a different kind of relationship with him. He doesn't call me to have the same relationship that Kevin has. Because Kevin is a very unique individual. <laughs> I just winked at him, right? Um, and so am I. And so are you. We all have unique individualities that God has made us special and that he wants us to use for his kingdom. And to kind of tap into that, I think, is really important. And that's why I'm thinking about speaking. Because I think that people need to see someone outside of that regular mold. That we can live for Jesus and we can do um, amazing things for his kingdom in unique ways. So now as the, as the husband, I'm going to just say that I want encourage you to think about having my wife come out and speak in your whatever the context uh, may be uh, just because she's only she's been speaking the third to fifth grade doesn't mean she need you need to have her come in to speak to third through fifth graders uh, although i would love that uh, but uh, it's actually a testament if you can if you can keep 50 to 75 third through fifth grade girls on a wednesday night <laughs> for, uh, engaged uh, adults you'll handle you'll be able to handle it so uh, <laughs> or a women's event or whatever again this you know, we're uh, taking this as our, our next step of faith in the, in the ministry uh, I'm excited uh, when she finally said yes <laughs> to, to my calling no I'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, we've been having this conversation for a while, and uh, now it seems to be the season. So uh, if you're uh, interested, you can reach out to uh, us on the, uh, either my personal page, the Christ Connection page, Enjoying Prayer page. Uh, you can even email her uh, at jsenap at gmail.com. Yes, I'm putting out my wife's email <laughs> into the interwebs. <laughs> Here we go. So, uh We'd love to uh, see join on that uh, journey with us. Uh, and again, circling back to what we were talking about, each of us are on our, our step of faith and our journey of faith. And uh, 
this is just kind of an, another example of that uh, with this uh, uh, with this step for us as a family and uh, as a ministry. Uh, so if you are in that place right now where you're uh, kind of uh, feeling discouraged with the promises of God, let us be a voice uh, in your ear saying, uh, now is not forever. Uh, God is uh, as faithful to his word. God is faithful to what he's calling us uh, uh, to, and he so keep going after that uh, even in the and find some friends as jenny has uh, <laughs> said in the uh, in the process again uh, that email address is jsenap at gmail.com uh, and uh, she'll she'll get back to you uh, uh, on that uh, so any final uh, uh, ask thoughts uh, before uh, i close us out today I just want to reiterate that God's got a plan. When you're listening to this right now, God's got a plan. His plan is bigger than your plan. We all have plans for our lives and what we're going to do tomorrow, what what vacation we're going to go on, but God's got bigger plans. And I want you to see that, and I want you to start writing it down because he's got a bigger plan for your life than you see right now. And I love that uh, she's almost got tears in her eyes as she says that because that's that's who she is, uh, and you'll... I get that when you have her at your event. But uh, uh, thanks for uh, listening today. Uh, If you're looking for the show notes, we didn't really have any books or any references. But, you know, just come on over the show notes anyways. Enjoyingprayer.org slash podcast. or then click on the podcast. Uh, again, that's uh, enjoyingprayer.org. Uh, don't forget to subscribe Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're here to be an encouragement. We're on a uh, quest to help you to be all that you can be and to develop all those around you that God has called you to develop. So uh, God bless you, and have a great day. 